everyone. Thank you for listening to From the Fryer. I'm Ellie. And this is Leon. Thank you all so much for joining us on another episode. I officially have COVID. I was sick all week, had two negative tests, and the third one came back positive. So I wasn't able to put out the Friday podcast covering Married at First Sight, but we kind of figured it'd be good to do a double episode next week anyway. Well, this week, it's Sunday, I guess. So this week, just because we're still covering weddings. So instead of saying, oh, this person got married and this how it happened and it being a shorter episode, I would rather just cover all the weddings. And hopefully we get them all done this week. Do you think they'll stretch it out to a fourth episode? Last season, it was four episodes. On our first episode about Married at First Sight, I kind of told the crew to be ready for four. Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's usually four wedding episodes. I mean, for some of these, we haven't even seen the um, the reception and yep. dancing and meeting other family members at the wedding. So I think there's a lot more to go. I can't remember. Do they include in the wedding episodes? Well, maybe they don't do this anymore because it's kind of COVID times. But do you remember they would always have the brunch with their in-laws? Yeah, yeah that's I true. I wonder if they'll do that this time. Because that also adds I bet they to how will much time. because you can't, you know, it's pretty okay as far as public opinion to have small get together. Well, and they're already having the Which is essentially anyway. what a little brunch would be. We'll see. But hopefully that's really hope next week or, or this week, excuse me, is the end of the weddings. I just want to get into the honeymoon. I want to see the shortest wedding ever, the shortest marriage ever. It's going to be good. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really good season. I want to see Noi get married. I think that's I think they're going to be really cute actually. You think that'll going to work out though? Yeah. Okay. I I need to see them actually look at each other. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, this week we are going to cover the same as we've been doing. So before the 90 days, as well as sister wives, I want to start with before the 90 days, just because not a ton happened as to where on sister wives, I feel like a ton is in the about to happen. Like shit is about to hit the fan. And so I have a lot to say. We're about to see the fall of that family as we know it. Yep. And I'm here for it. (laughs) Not that we wish ill on them or that... We don't, but we do wish happiness for people if they're in an unhappy place and that's what it is we are very excited to see christine be happy yeah cody's an asshole but we'll get into that later so we'll start off with before the 90 days season 5 episode 6 burns and betrayals alina and caleb do you think they really had sex you asked me this during the show you know initially i thought actually no i thought they didn't have sex and just kind of playing on with the the storyline to keep it alive, keep people engaged. But then she sort of talked to Elijah about it. I thought that was kind of, unless he's a part of the ruse. Which, I think he's part yeah, of the ruse. I I, feel- I'm still stuck on the fact that I almost feel like this whole thing's fake. They, all three of them just wanted to be famous for a moment in time to be on TV, to grow their following. Mm. It just, there's just something not genuine about it. Then, yeah, I mean, my initial thought was that they didn't actually have sex. I don't really think they did either. But I, I don't I don't know if it's ever going to be a point where they're just going to announce, oh, we, it didn't actually really no. have sex. It's, it's not going to happen. No, there's no point that they would ever say this whole thing's fake. So I guess we'll discuss it in just in terms of, sure, it happened. And yes, this is a real relationship of whatever they want to call it. I do like Elijah. I do like always. Elijah. He has, really, he has really good like scenes, really good fits, clothing, <laughs> clothing-wise, and... Even though I thought their relationship scenes were kind of so-so. I mean, we didn't get much. Um, Just constant making out. And then a lot of details about sex that I also did not need. A lot of us 
making fun of the lack of Caleb's butt. <laughs> that happened a lot. Um, Let me clarify. The only reason I make fun of his little butt is because he constantly talks about working out. Right. And he's just <laughs> constantly skipping leg day or something. Yeah. But although they went to, I think it's called the Grand Bazaar. Yes. Was that and it was, it was beautiful. It looked really fucking cool. Like. We really want to go there. I would love to. Uh, we went to one in Mexico and going to one in Turkey. I mean, it's, you know, so many different things that local artists are making and selling. and Just give me local food. And, no matter where I am. You just know, hand they, me food. They did the scene with the coffee and I'm like, I'm fucking sold. Like, just I'll just go for the coffee spot. Alina and Elijah are talking about the tea over a cup of tea. Alina reveals that her and Caleb did, in fact, have a spicy kiss. Tabasco spicy. Honestly, I was surprised they knew what Tabasco was. Yeah, me too. Alina reveals that she has taken a ride on Caleb's disco stick. I kind of did not need to know that. <laughs> Especially in that context, it is weird. I did like, I mean, it's cool to see their bond. Like, they're such good friends. I mean, that those scenes are pretty cool. Like, just when they're joking around with each other and Elijah seems happy for her. If I mean, Again, that's why I'm like, man, maybe it did happen. Because he seems like, those are seem like pretty honest reactions. So it, just, it was an honest reaction. Yeah, so, I I, like. so maybe. Um, but it is cool to see, like like we've said before, like a, seeing a show of Elijah would be pretty interesting. Oh, I would love that. Unless show unless, me Elijah and his element, his adventures. It would be interesting if deep down he's like, I'm actually like a really private person. Like <laughs> <laughs> this is just for the cameras. But we finally hear about the big secret that Alina is keeping from Caleb. Oh, we have heard that she has a secret. She revealed previously that she was living with a boyfriend, but she never made it seem like it overlapped. This is the first time we find out that things were getting serious with Caleb while she was not only in a relationship, but living with that boyfriend. I would like to know at what stage they were in, but still living with each other. Were they happy in a good relationship? And she was, was it like a week before she moved out. Or it was like, yeah, we've had disagreements. We've talked about it and we're working on splitting up or hey. We have a lease. We're just going to chill in the same apartment until the lease is up. Right? There's a lot of variations. There's a lot of scenarios, none of which are that great. Because you're still... I mean, the one with we were already broken up, but we had to like write out the lease. I don't think that was, that's a scenario, though. Because oh. she, she says, I was with my boyfriend. We were living together. So do you think yeah, do you yeah. think that affected her ability to maybe see the relationship in a different light? For example, wanting to work on it. Why? You have this dude that is falling for you all lined up also did they mention how long they were in a relationship for no not that i caught i feel like they mentioned six months but i, I don't i don't think that's maybe they did it. prior and i just yeah. i don't remember elijah's a good friend he says get your shit together and talk to him yeah and don't don't ask me these questions you need to be talking with him yes about it. and it, he's completely right and i love that elijah isn't playing favoritism right now get your shit together See, yeah, going through these discussions kind of makes it feel a bit more real. Like It does. They wouldn't be going through these if it was fake, I think. Or is this part of their planned storyline? If not, hey, they're doing a great job. <laughs> keeping it going? They're doing a great job keeping it going. What if everyone's lying to Elijah? Ah, that'd be, that'd kind of, be horrible. That'd be up. As a friend, that'd be pretty fucked up. I don't know. Something seems insincere, but I can't put my finger on it, so I don't want to say the whole relationship is fake. All right. Also notice that Alina kind of mentions it like he does. Caleb seems like he doesn't really want to commit to anything. He doesn't. But at the same time, they've never even talked about it. But even in private, like when she was talking to Elijah about, oh, he's, you know, I'm feeling more connected to him, but he won't really commit. And that seemed like a private 
conversation. No cameras. Yeah. It's almost like maybe Caleb's like, yeah, I want to go have a good time. But like, but that'd be I, weird to do that to your friend of like 13 years. It's very strange. He, I think, is willing to sacrifice the friendship for a good time. Is that bad to say? It's pretty fucked up. It's pretty fucked up, but I... Eh. Kimbali and Usman, a.k.a. Soldier Boy. You know, even though I think this is never going to be a relationship, I actually do enjoy kind of watching their scenes. I do. Because it's... it's Kim is a good it's person. Part... She's not bad. No, she seems like a good person that wants to help. It's just... She's, she's just too, a little intense. She's too powerful yeah. in the way she's doing it. And... You're kind of invited with the premise of, hey, I want you to watch. Like, yes, I want you to watch fan, this as a fan. Not just, as my assistant. You know, a, a, a fans, in some points, they might behind like be behind a fence. Like, yeah. you can't cross some lines. And she's just openly crossing lines. And Yelling that was kind team. of That was kind of annoying. And if I was a team, I'd be like, who the fuck are you? You're like some side bitch that got invited to watch this shoot. <laughs> like, back up. For my ex-girlfriend. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I was the manager, I'd be like, this is a song about his ex-girlfriend. Can you calm the fuck down? He didn't even tell her that. No. The lie for all the was... For all the Zaras in the world. No, it's uh, for one one, that's one particular. Oddly, oddly specific. I haven't met any Zaras. I don't know about Ellie, but... Uh... <laughs> I have not either. The scream I let out when Kim was in her closet asking, what Soldier Boy shirt am I going to wear today? You know this has you know been my funny? running joke. You know it's not even a joke now. She was wearing a perfectly good top. Yeah, it was a nice, normal totally top. Totally good top. And then she dressed into like a t-shirt, which it almost like, it was like a downgrade. <laughs> it was like you went from a nice top to like a t-shirt. Now you look like you're going to go work out or something. This has been my joke from the beginning, but it's true. She has 15 Soldier Boy shirts. Oh, for sure. And she's probably getting more while she's there. She has his entertainment company yes. in like every color. And then the and band she's got ones. The, the one of his face mm-hmm. in like every color, I swear. <laughs> We finally get to the day we have all been waiting for, the music video shoot. Have we been waiting for it? Because I haven't really been waiting for it. <laughs> I've been waiting for it. Since they showed the initial preview of her, like, oh, I, well, it, yeah. I've been waiting for yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. I was immediately cringing when she tried to take charge of the haircut. Look at this lineup. Look at this. Look at this fade. I was just like, ah. Fan, they lost power. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing they can do. It's they, not their they, fault. I'm curious because I had a lot of gear. Do they, like override the circuit oh maybe and like they just needed to flip a breaker that would have been great i'd be like unplug some shit and flip the breaker for a bit (laughs) i need this haircut now i will admit it was disorganized but you cannot come in here with that energy also these folks have filmed other music videos like this is their job this isn't their first music video you need to leave them alone you don't know more than them about shooting a music video and i wouldn't pretend to know i'd be like i don't know what the fuck's going on i think you guys are doing great Hey, man, Usman, do your thing, bro. Like, I'll just be chilling in the back, enjoying the moment. But now she's, like, taking charge. It's, no. It's way too She's much. the director now. Yeah. When she continually hey, said... Hey, we didn't, we didn't see shit about her talking with the director, though. He, he wasn't taking no shit. <laughs> she's just yelling at the little people. Yeah, she wasn't... T- no, he would have been like, don't fucking talk to me. I don't even know who you are. When she was continu- continually saying, do this for me. I was just cringing. You know what? I was kind of surprised. What? That she didn't have a blow up when he, the girl, the model was on him. No, I, I'm actually proud of her yeah, for that. Yeah. Jasmine might have killed Gino. Yeah, for sure. So. For sure. Yeah. No, I think she was very good about that. Mm-hmm. Very surprising. But hey, props to Kimbali. Did you know Usman is a perfectionist like MJ? I like threw up in my mouth. <laughs> like really threw up in my mouth. Like the amount of disrespect now. MJ thing. Some people are. You gotta tread lightly. Some people are a little touchy, but 
man had musical talent. Let's just we'll talk just about the musical talent. Do not put, <laughs> ever put these two on the same field. Like, holy shit. The amount of disrespect. Yeah. In the van on the way from the video shoot, Kimberly decides it's a good time to confront the manager and the assistant. You know what's funny? Why was this needed Everyone, at all? You know, it, I love how they showed us video before the discussion because everyone, it was very quiet. Everyone's looking at their chilling. phone, chilling. She's like, I got something to say. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Don't. <laughs> That's just, never the time. Don't, don't say it. Just don't say it. Also, Usman, you're so corny. Why are you sleeping on this lady's lap? The amount that he's, he's so stringing tiny. her along is... It's it's so it's, cru- it's cruel. It's, sad. it's cruel. Yeah, he's, he's just, just like he's the carrot in front of like the donkey. Like he yeah. just just faking her out, and it's it's not cool. And then wants to act so surprised when she wants him to stay in her room. He's like, oh, in your room? Yeah, like I wasn't like, just oh my, cuddled in your lap. Oh my God. And I'm not gassing you up. My potential girlfriend wants me to stay <laughs> in her room. Oh, I, I would love to see Kimberly kind of blow up on him. That'd be kind of fun. He deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> Memphis and Hamza, can they just use a damn translation app? I'm losing it. They I'm might, losing they patience be, for these sections. Let me think about this. Well, every other every other relationship, they they know English, so they don't need a translator app. But yeah, they are they are. It's hurting, painful to watch. Hurting, and the sister tries to do her best. But this poor girl does not want to be in this relationship. She does not want to be their girl, translator. Like, your phone has internet. She barely knows more than Hamza, so don't put her in this. No, no, but I mean, like, Memphis, is your your phone has internet from what I can well, tell yeah. on it, so go download a trans... The production must be fucking with them, because somebody <laughs> must be dying recording, like, why don't they get a fucking translator app as they're, you know, they're filming or whatever. Oh my god, it's so brutal. They're, they're, they're getting almost, like, 60% of what the person really means But so much of communication dialogue. is... Is more than just the words coming out of the mouth. And I don't think that, for example, like a tone, the way something is said. Yeah. If you're not understanding any of it, are, are you really getting the meaning behind the message? She has to poop. She has to poop now. It's poop. That, it's the bad water. Well, I don't, <laughs> I don't really know their water situation, but just being in, in some other countries, they tell like, you, like, don't drink the water out of the tub, you know, get bottled water. I just feel like she could have been like, I gotta use the bathroom. That was... I have to poop. I was like, huh. Oh, this is your like new boyfriend. Maybe he's not used to just, <laughs> I need to poop. I need to take a shit. <laughs> They're at a cafe together and Hamza brings up wanting to know more about Memphis's past. Fair. Hey, this is a very Honestly, adult conversation. I feel like we rarely ever hear this. We rarely hear partners on 90 Day It's like, you're just really fucking them. hot. Can we get married? It's like, yeah, that's hey, it. Can you, can you tell me about your life? Like what's going on? She told him, and I thought it was a good conversation based on what he could understand. He seemed sympathetic and understanding, which was great. Then we cut to Hamza, Memphis, his sister, and his mother all talking in the living room. And it's almost like the cameras just walked in, like they were struggling to get the shot. It was like mid-conversation. I honestly think this is overblown. I think it was overblown as well. Like, like okay. I don't want to say it's overblown. I don't oh, yeah. think the lie was overblown. Yeah, I don't I, I think guess, the lie I guess was. at the the root of the issue, yeah, it was a lie. It's not okay. If we're gauging lies <laughs> and what could have been, it seems really low, especially considering he didn't like, he's not 40 saying he's 25. Yeah. I mean, it was two years. It was maybe like a year and a half if you like count months <laughs> here. I mean, like it's a little much. Uh, considering like w- when you were traveling over there, you were like, nope, we're getting married in a week. Like, 
Yeah. I'm ready. I don't care. Yeah. I don't know why I would. That's true. It's too much of a reaction for you already being ready to marry this man. And even his response, he was like, well, you know, I wanted to come off as more mature for this older lady. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't want her to, like, basically, like, oh, you're a kid. Puh. You know, puh, puh, puh. You know, just you know, yeah. drop him aside. And if they had a fucking translator, he could probably get that message across. Like, so I, I didn't want to come off as immature, you know, because, you know, you are an older woman as far mm. as, like, you know, the age difference. Yeah. Um, but they can't, they can't get that message across. It's fucking painful so watching them. it's just them. minimal word yelling. <laughs> minimal word. You lied to me. What the fuck? I need to know about if you ever lied to me again. Get your sister now. Oh. If I was a sister, I'd be like, yo, well, I'm Because now, now she's like a child in his eyes. Go get your sister. Like, you are below me right now. <laughs> I honestly, I was scared for Hamza. <laughs> you saw it turning? Because if he pulled out another lie, it was oh, fucking over. Yeah. But hey, he did go to school. I have lots of thoughts on this. Talk to me. Let me just say my, my thought right now. All I right. said... Memphis feels betrayed and hurt, probably similar to how Hamza's mothers feels. Oof. Oof. Because I feel real bad for mom. Yeah. Part of me, when I see the mom and the, the sister in the background, they're kind of smiling. It's almost like they're waiting for the joke to be over. <laughs> they're waiting for this relationship to be over. Well, that's what I mean. They're, they're just waiting for all this to end. Like, what? what is... Like, they're almost like laughing at Hamza. Like, what has Hamza done? What has he gotten himself into? Yep. Also... I think you had a good reaction when Memphis is like, I can't read this when they brought out his certificate or his degree. Yes, ma'am. They did not. They did not print this in English. It is in the language that they went to school in. Yeah, that was so fucking again. Man, so why annoying. Why do why do us Americans always have to seem so oblivious when they're going <laughs> to, to other the countries? Like, fuck, man, not everyone speaks English or is in English. If you had they Google Translate, if you had, if you had like something, something like Google Translate, yeah. you could just put your phone camera on and it would live translate That's for you. That's how I survived in Taiwan. When yep. you were in your meetings and I was like, I'm going to go explore. And then I was like, oh no. Yep. I would just take the camera out, but, look at menus. So do you think he went to college? What do you think that piece of paper was? Because honestly, a lot of countries outside of the U.S., that's almost like the standard. Yeah. It's like the whole two year or four year. Yes, absolutely. And obviously uh, in other countries, it's. The financial aspect is a lot better than in the oh, U.S. Oh, yes, very much. So it's it really is more of like a standard to go to post like high school I education. Agree. I was just so hung up on the fact that she does have education, but she never really questioned the wording or asked to see any certificate, basically any proof. Because I don't think this man has ever worked while they were in a relationship. But hasn't it even been that long? It's no, like a year. Exactly, and COVID's it's been around. COVID. So nothing. Do you think they're actually going to get married? No, I don't know if there's that, no. Way. I don't know if there's been like spoilers or anything. I but. have not seen any spoilers, but I don't even think they end up going to get married. Yeah, I would agree. Gino and Jasmine. Let me start off this segment by saying Jasmine is completely abusive, and I actually have a hard time even covering her. That scene was a little much. It was a lot, and we would never allow. A man to speak like that to a woman crazy huh so why are we why are we letting this happen it's interesting because it's more sad to watch folks like where they are and like she's in her mid-30s has kids like she you would think she would, you, you would think she would be in like a little bit more control and then gino's like he's like lived like life and been married and he's mm-hmm. like over 50 that's the problem. He had he a would, life before her. He he wasn't but, just sitting right. in a room waiting for her. You think he would have, like, I don't know, the courage to be like, don't talk to me like that. Mm-hmm. 
like if you want to go you can go like i'm not forcing you to be here uh i'm not gonna talk shit about people like you know that's just weird the way she wants to just talk shit about his ex like just totally bring her down to uplift herself like yes he should just tell her like i'm i'm not evil inside like i'm not gonna just bring people down just to bring people down and make myself feel better and like he don't talk view, about my ex that way he doesn't he has no hard feelings against his ex yeah so all. like so how does he she... should probably be like he should be more firm about like just don't just don't bring up my ex like yeah. i'll bring her up you don't bring her up like yeah. it's cool like exactly. just don't talk shit about people. He tried to a little bit here, but it did not go well. No, and oh man, it's crazy to think this all started about some fucking paint color. It all started because she created it. Yeah, it was like nothing. Gino didn't do anything. He didn't also, say anything. Also, we wrong. should backtrack. We're not even talking about the fucking trip. Oh no. Okay, let's start from the beginning because we're just kind of going in. Yeah, we're going in way too hard. Noted that they went to go work out at the gym together, but what she did was she brought Gino to watch her work out. Jasmine is still upset about the Christmas gift, and she has decided that Gino will make it up to her by planning a four-day vacation for them to go enjoy each other and to have him pay for it. I just want to point out that Gino did not want to pay $500 for clothes, but she does expect him to pay $2,500 for this vacation. I think he had to say yeah, or else she was like, oh, it's over. Yeah, absolutely. But, she said this but is But dude, the... this is just one instance. Like, anytime she gets mad, she's just going to ask you for something. Well, anytime she gets mad, she turns it into, oh, like, you don't think I'm worthy? Yeah, like it's going to turn into some type of way where you have to pay for something. Or you need to make me feel better with something. Well, it's only gifts and money. That's all she wants, if you've noticed. She never wants anything with him. Like, give me a hug. Give me a nice meal. Take me on vacation. Buy me a gift. That's all she wants. She never is like, hey, let's go on a nice walk. Hey, let's cuddle. I don't know. I feel like Gino let her off way too easy. Absolutely. When she told him, hey, I want, you know, and I love the way he said it because I knew it was coming when he said, oh, you know, I, I want to, I'm here with you. I want to be here with you. want to, you know, be together, have a family and, you know, make get make a baby. And he was explicit <laughs> yeah. when he said that. He yeah. actually said, like, have a baby. And she's like, oh, shit. Might as well tell him now. That was later on, though. That wasn't at the gym. No, not at the gym. Not yeah. at the gym. This is after where they're trying to recover the yeah. pieces. But at the gym, when he finally agrees to pay him for this trip, she says, obedient, just how I like it. And then laughs like a maniac. That's some scary Red shit. Flag. That's some scary shit. We were giving Gino shit about his laugh. No. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, her, her maniacal laugh is something fierce. She then asked Gino to set fire to all the stupid things in his home. And then she'll be 100% happy. You know, I wonder if viewers at home think it's kind of funny, but she's being totally honest. No, she's completely honest. Yep. It's wild how threatened and insecure she is about a woman that she doesn't even know and has no negative stories of. Gino doesn't talk bad about her. I mean, as far as we know. He always, he always is saying, hey, please don't talk like that about her. So I really don't think he would say bad things about her. Yeah. She then moves on to picking a fight about the color of the walls and compares the amount of time she has given head to Gino to the amount of times that his ex has given him head. That was a little too much detail. I have no idea why it went there. Why did it go there at all? I don't even know how he went to I think Gino was actually more appalled that she said it in front of cameras. I think so too. He seemed taken aback. Why would you say that private? Imagine being this insecure. That's crazy. I don't like using the term crazy to describe anyone on this podcast, but 
holy shit, she is just so insecure. She then leaves the gym sobbing, saying that Gino always makes her look crazy. Oh no, <laughs> you no, your your own hairstylist said you're kind of yeah, kind of out there. That's like your best friend, and he had plenty of examples of how you overreact. You were like shaking some lady by her hair, like what? <laughs> like Gino wasn't involved in that. When they were finally back in the hotel room after sobbing in the hallway, she tells Gino that he can go back on his stupid site and find another stupid woman like her. This dude has had so many opportunities to say, I'm fucking done. Like, you're, this should have been you're it. Way too much. You saw the biggest blow up over absolutely nothing you did. You never, you didn't say anything about your ex. You didn't even bring her up. And she brings her up, gets mad, and then it's your fault and you have to make it up to her. So when's Gino going to tell her that they're actually still good friends? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's not going to be good. Maybe he'll just like break up with her before he even has to tell her that. I kind of hope so, because yeah. that would be... She then sat him down and gave him rules he has to follow, and they basically boil down you know what, to... Wait, he's you know never what's left. crazy? What? Gino came almost as like a little bit more powerful in this discussion. Yes, when he was sitting but down on the couch with her, but he, it didn't he matter. He needed to maintain a bit more control, because he did that, but then she immediately went, these are my rules. Yep. And he she, she, he, she, he lost all of that leverage. Well, he came in strong. He came in good. It was he had his assertiveness, and but she overpowered him immediately. Quick, yeah. He didn't he didn't stand a chance. He's basically expected to act like he's never had an ex before. You know, to her credit, I don't think she brings up exes. I don't think she even talks. True, about she doesn't even stuff. talk about her kids. Damn, <laughs> that's fucking ruthless. She has no previous relationships at all. At this point, she finally tells Gino that she is, in fact, on birth control. She loved telling him this with a smile on her face just to hurt him. It's so gross to see her manipulation. This is what I thought that it almost ended too quickly. She never even apologized to him. No. she. It's almost like she had the power to even end the discussion. And Gino didn't even really have time to react. Yep. And you have been lying to him, but you didn't apologize. Nope. And you go, I'm going to take a nap. And then she, with a smile, goes and lays down. Oh, she won. Yeah. She's the villain. This episode, we met Ben, 52 years old, from Fraser, Michigan. Did you know he has 24% body fat? No, but I thought that was... Can you guess his weight? He likes people to guess his weight. I was way off, by the way. (laughs) What did you say? Also, that was too much, man. I need to know more details. You need a height. I need to know your height. I, I think I guessed like 220. 203. What'd you guess? Did you even guess? I did not guess. Oh. I, I would not know how to guess on that. Guess 220. We find out he's a fitness model for about $400 an hour. Does he have another job or is he only a fitness model? Like, it seems like he was a pastor, met yes. his wife. They had kids. Eventually, they left the church. Mm-hmm. That church, I mean, they're still religious, but... He does describe it as growing up in a cult-like religion. Right. So now he's more of probably a more traditional maybe christian kind of because he still has following a faith that then it's like well exemplified are you still a pastor somewhere or do you what do you do and i don't don't want to think he's a a pastor anymore as he left the religion as a whole seven years ago right i don't know he says he is not in a midlife crisis he's got a motorcycle (laughs) he's really into his fitness he's dated multi 20 something year olds it points to midlife crisis i'm just saying it could also be a thing where you kind of think like you haven't really lived so you're sort of i mean is that a midlife crisis like is you kind of i think that (laughs) i feel like i haven't lived i gotta do the activities i feel like i need right now he received a friend request after posting various modeling photos and that is how he met mahogany 
who is the same age as the amount of body fat he has, 24. They are both religious and share a love for Jesus. And it sounds like they only text. It sounds like everyone around him knows exactly what this is except oh, for yeah. him. Is his friends, as soon as he told them, they knew. This is not real. I didn't think it was interesting that all of his friends are all like really young. I wouldn't say really th- young. Well, I would say 30s. He's cool. He's young. He's a fitness model. He's hip. He's hip. I, I, I he see. has a motorcycle. I get it. But they, it's crazy when you're not in the situation how quickly you pick up on the red flags. Yes, but when, when you're, you're in, in it, it, you're in love. You're. But then the fact that he, the fact that he says, "Okay, my my first marriage was sort of fabricated and it wasn't real. It, you know, that's not like real love," which I'm sure that's hurtful for your ex-wife <laughs> for you to say that. But then he says he's in love with this person that he's for the most part only texted. Yeah. So then my thoughts are. Then do you really know what it is if before you said that wasn't it and all you've done has been texting someone? Do you mean he doesn't know what love is? Yeah. Okay. But then we, it's weird because we find out later he actually dated someone for a period. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we'll, you, we'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> so I just wanted to touch on the fact that Ben told his friends that he's going to go to Peru next week, meet this woman he's dating. He loves her. They asked all the right questions. They did. They were not easy on him, which they're is like, good. oh, okay, you've been texted. Uh, any video chats? He's like, ah, uh, no. And they're but like, she, but she did send me a video. He said, no. They're like, red flag. And then he said, well, there's a reason she's shy. They're like, well, red flag. And then he says, yeah, they should. She sent me a video, and it looks like the most edited cut video. Yep. Like, it starts in a weird place, and then you know, usually when you you're recording a video or something, either you're doing a selfie video or it's a you know you're hitting a button and then you you end the the video mm-hmm. it's almost like it abruptly ends yeah like because it was cut it's you can tell it fucking was weird you can tell it's someone else who's making a youtube video or a twitch video and also, it's just a generic if you're gonna send Hi, me a morning. video why would you not use my name why don't you just say like hey leon nice yeah. to see you this is mahogany like that's weird you don't say or anyone. not even like hey babe like anything it's just like hello this is I'm me mahogany. i'm a human yeah <laughs> i'm an android <laughs> and not even goodbye just cuts Mid, mid greeting. And all old friends is like, what the fuck was that video? Yeah, immediately. They also, his friends, again, the the final red flag question. Oh, yes. Asked, has she asked for any money? Well, a loan is different than giving someone money. And the lady's like, a loan is money. Yeah, $1,000. And you think that's a lie. Oh, I think it was way more than that. It's way more than that. Yeah, he because she's like, what, 1000 He goes, yes, 1000 no, bullshit. It's probably like three to five thousand. Then we so at this time they're kind of breaking down the story and talking about kind of like how long him and his ex wife were together. And I'm like, okay, it seems like they were together twenty four years or so. So here I'm imagining like, okay, um, some assumptions like, well, twenty four years, you probably had kids fairly quick, if not like that first year. So here I'm thinking that most of his kids are in their twenties. That's just me assuming before I knew anything. Mm-hmm. And he mentions that his girlfriend is 24 i'm like dude all your kids are like the age of your girlfriend not again i know age is just a number i get it it just makes the family dynamic weird yeah pretty weird his ex and three of his four children are coming over to have a salad with him outside and this is where he reveals to all of them that he will be going to peru that he has a girlfriend and basically his intentions with her did you think it was do you want to touch on the family custody thing that you thought was kind of funny i thought it was weird that he says that he has joint custody with his ex-wife but all of his kids are grown except one like all of them are over 18 so they just live at home (laughs) it was just a weird wording for him to say 
you know, their parental agreement. They could live anywhere they want. They just happen to live with her. Yeah, like they could literally, on their own as adults, just choose to live with you. They just chose not to. Exactly. <laughs> okay, tiny bit of props for him using Duolingo or whatever app he was using to try to learn a little bit of the language, unlike basically anyone else we've ever seen on this show. So good for him. Definitely. He reveals his girlfriend, his intentions, and her age. But His son hates him, by the way. I think they all kind of dislike him. His kids made a point to bring up the fact that anytime he's in a relationship with a woman, he essentially forgets he has children. Well, they're the new hot thing. He's yeah. got all his attention. You can't be I mean, for the most part, supporting though, your children and to be in a relationship. I mean, for the most part, all the kids are adults, though. So, like, if my kids are adults and I was dating, I'd be like, don't you have your own life, bro? Like, I'll <laughs> I'll text you and we'll chat. Come over. But he probably doesn't even do that is what I'm saying. Like, oh, he doesn't okay, even okay. check in. I gotcha, I gotcha. Not, again, not that you have to as an adult, but... So he shows them the picture. And, and his youngest daughter immediately just laughs and says, that's so fake. It's like, it's so, it's like not genuine. It's not like a yeah. natural, like, hey, like posing for a photo. It's very Photoshop, very crafted. filtered. Yeah, like yeah nice lighting. He should be like, do you have any photo of her looking like normally out in the world? Yeah, just in the world. Exactly. <laughs> not just a white wall. At this time, we find out that after the divorce to his wife... He began dating someone who was 18 years younger than him. It sounds like this was sort of a rough relationship. She was real, though. She was. <laughs> there were photos of them together, so that's a good sign. But she did criticize him about the time he spent with his children. So she definitely wasn't trying to take, a, take on a stepmom role. I'm glad he did not keep that going. A couple negatives. He's dated someone young before. It didn't work out. It's, it sounds like multiple it so times. It sounds like it was actually like a negative experience yes. to the family. Yes. And then he has been catfished before. Yes. But you would imagine someone that that's happened to, they would be way cautious and not go down that rabbit hole again. And maybe just not go that young. And it's crazy to see him. It's it's seems like it's going to be another you know part two. Yeah. But this is... I've talked about this before and the wife calls him out on his shit when people in that are religious or they, they believe in something, they almost, I'm totally cool with religion, but they, it's almost like a, not an excuse, but like, um, it's an easy thing to say, like, this is guiding me. Like it, it, oh, got, the it, ex-wife it, said it guided me. God there. did not guide right. me to Like, that, Oh, you know, um, God has a plan for me. Or when he says, um, he pretty much said that multiple times. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, this is his plan. Yeah. And then the wife was like, he did not fucking lead you to date this 20 year old. And I was yes. fucking dying, dying inside. Because, hey, I believe in the path and the journey and that's great. But I do agree with oh, the I wife think, that, I think the that wife God was, did not lead the wife to was, that woman. The wife was referencing the woman that pretty much wanted to take him away from his kids. Yeah, yeah. Like, God did not lead you to that lady. No, because that was a horrible situation for the whole family, it sounds like. So I do appreciate her calling him out of saying, don't use God as an excuse for your actions. Yeah, it, that's pretty much what I'm trying to get to is religion's all cool, but don't use it as an excuse to like... Do because you really want to do some shit. So you really want a young hot girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, don't. All right, don't don't do that. And last but not least, we have Mike and Jimena. Finally, they are having some alone time and are able to explore the coffee growing area. He Mike, was not interested. Fuck Mike. What the hell? That's dope as shit. He was like, well, yep, uh-huh. <laughs> it's because he was still mad about the whole yeah. her keeping a big secret from him. Yeah, I get it. I 
During the conversation, Jimena asks Mike if he regrets coming to Colombia. He replies with, I don't know. She then asks, what about Harold and Juan? They never had a dad. Uh, I hated this line. I absolutely hated it. She's playing him right here. You're a grown woman. You've made decisions in your past. Those are that, your kids. That is not on Mike. Nope. Absolutely not. Don't don't use your kids as like this shield and this 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 You have tr- to stay with me because of these kids. Like, ah, oh, they they love you. What you are their dad. It's been two days. It's like, whoa, I literally just met these kids two days ago. Like, you're putting it all on this dude. Yep. Way too hard. Mike then asks if there's any way she could possibly have a child. And I do know there are ways to make it happen. It's definitely more complicated. It's going to cost a lot of time and money. These are all big barriers to it. Very much more expensive. Yeah. So, yeah, it sucks. But it is possible if they really did want to go down that route. But she pretty much kiboshes that. At the end of this conversation, Mike agrees that they can just raise Harold and Juan together as their own. I mean, he's got no other option. He either says that or it's over right then and there. Which I think it's really sweet that he's even saying that. Yeah, I'm I'm wondering what it, like should you say that though? If in the back of your mind you're like, yeah, but I'm really trying to like end this. Like, do you ugh. think he wants out already? Probably not because I'll be honest. She's, to him, she's like super attractive. He's yeah. like, I'm never gonna get someone this beautiful. Like, yeah. but oh, then she breaks down when he says like, why why didn't you tell me this sooner? Like that you mm-hmm. couldn't have kids. I mean, come on, girl. I'm honestly so proud to even ask that. Let's let's be real. One, yeah, you probably didn't want to break this guy's heart. I mean, it's a real person. You met, you connected, and you didn't want to break his heart. But two, you did not want that money to stop flowing. He's fucking supporting this whole damn family. Yep. All right. Those are the legit two reasons why you didn't tell him when that came up. At this point, Jimena promises him no more secrets forever. We'll return to that. Breadcrumbs, breadcrumbs. Fast forward to a romantic getaway in Salento. Mike planned for him and Jimena to have some time alone, as at the house it sounds pretty crowded. It looks beautiful, though. I'm really over TLC having us listen to people make out so closely. Oh, not a fan. Not a, not a fan. But they enjoy it right away. And they have a beautiful room. Gorgeous view. Hammock on the balcony. The mountain views and, like, the... The nice... The colors. Yeah. It was fucking awesome. It sounds like a really good place to, like, reset yourself. I agree. They're in the hot tub later that evening, and they seem to be having a very open and honest conversation with each other, which I think they really do need right now. Jimena talks about her aggressive partners in the past and explains that she lived with a Sicario, aka a hitman. Mike was very taken aback by this and asked if he or the family were still in danger. I didn't she really, says, I no, didn't, didn't it's been really, two years. didn't really like her response. Uh, basically, eh, well, I haven't heard from him in two years. <laughs> But it also didn't say, like, he's in jail or, like, he died. It's just like, eh, just haven't seen him. She did go to the cops, and then she hasn't heard from him since. So it is very vague. Mm. I don't know. That's scary. The cops are probably like, if this fucking lady shows up fucking dead, I'm going straight to you. Yeah. Maybe there was some deal in the background. On the next time on, we see Kimberly tell Usman that she wants him to stay in her room, which he is shocked by. He's like, oh, my my God, your room? (laughs) My... Potential girlfriend wants me to be in her room? Oh, my God. That's too fast. Oh, my God, Caleb. (laughs) (laughs) Stop. He's been saying that all week. So I've been really sick with COVID. And he'll just walk by and be like, Caleb. (laughs) Oh, my God. Caleb. (laughs) We see Ella talking about roadblocks to getting Johnny to the U.S. And it sounds like Johnny is unsure if he still wants to come. 
Jasmine is celebrating her divorce being finalized by having her friends over to the hotel. They surprised her with a stripper and they showed the video to Gino later. So is it weird that in this moment in time, she's still married? A little bit. Not awful. I mean, yeah, they've probably been separated for a while. I get that. I think it's kind of like so many digs are at Gino, but she's still like married. I just can't get over the fact that this woman even allowed the stripper to come in when you're fighting Gino about his ex-wife that... He literally doesn't even say anything about No, you're you're fighting him for giving like a 15% tip to a waitress <laughs> for giving yes. you your food. But you have some balls on your lap. Yeah. <laughs> what? In your face. <laughs> what? Elijah pushes Alina to tell Caleb about her secret and she does finally tell him. Memphis tells Hamza that if they don't get married now that she will not continue to be in a relationship with him once she gets back home. Hamina tells Mike that she will not continue this relationship if she would need to act like his mother. This is where I think she'll start to become cold. I was wondering when it happens in the season. Because a lot of the previews had her being really cold and distant and not really having a lot of nice things to say about him. And so I'm assuming it happens about here. Just just to go back one sec to Memphis and Hamza. Yeah. This is showing you just how fragile these relationships are. Before she went there... She's ready to marry this man in a week. I yep. mean, instantly. Mm-hmm. To, if we don't get married in, in this visit, like, it's over. Yep. Like, how fragile are we really? Yeah. You know, our bond is pretty much nothing. No. It, yeah. Ben is traveling to meet Mahogany in Peru when he receives a text message from her stating that she doesn't want him to come. Which, honestly, I'd be like, cool, thanks for telling me. Bye. I wouldn't even go. I assume he still goes, if I remember the preview. Hmm. I would be like, awesome, I, I don't have to go on this trip. I say that as someone, like, obviously not in a relationship in that scenario, but yes. Okay, can we switch it up? Let's do it. I'm so excited to talk about this. Let's go. Sister Wives, season 16, episode 9, Teflon Queen. This show is growing on me and us so much. It's fucking crazy. We fucking hated the beginning of this show and the probably the entire last season. Yeah, just because it, I felt like nothing was happening and we were just having conversations at coyote pass every single episode now again clarifying i never wish a marriage to end but exactly how leon explained it i love seeing people find their happiness and that's what we're seeing i want to start off this segment by asking you do you think at the end of the day when cody is all alone will he realize that he was the problem this is all because of him no I absolutely agree. No, there's no way. He, kind of like him and Sabin, they're sort of like (laughs) the victim in all this, right? Yes. It's like, you guys keep fucking up. It's all your fault. Everyone's keep making their own decisions. mm -hmm. Why won't you follow my lead? It's it's so much towards everyone else. It's never been like, oh, man, I didn't reach out enough, guys. I'm sorry. Even when Gabe was almost in tears, it was still not his fault. It's wild. Yeah, I completely it is. Agree it is. With you. Honestly, that that scene, you know, I, I didn't really feel it that much. Maybe I mean, even though yeah, Gabe had some real emotions in their conversation. In reality, that was like really fucking sad to like see a relationship between a father and son kind of like it's, it's crumbling. Like yeah. it's 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 cracking so bad. This is the first honest conversation that Gabe has had with his dad. And he's explaining everything he has felt. And he's completely dismissed. Yeah. And I think COVID was or COVID is, it's just, it's so different than what anyone's experienced that it, it's so hard to judge people for certain actions they take, right? Like, It's very easy it's, for me to judge Cody on it, the actions Yeah, but, but it's really hard to, 
like when Cody is trying to get like an 18 year old to stay away from his girlfriend. I'm like, dude, that's like really fucking hard, man. Yeah. Like it's a really hard thing to, and then Gabe even reiterates, cause I bet you Cody's never met his girlfriend. No. He, Gabe is trying to explain to him that like my girlfriend takes this super fucking seriously. Mm-hmm. Like she is isolating. Um, but we, we can, you can, we'll get into all. Yeah. That. We'll get into all that. Gabe and Garrison are helping Cody prepare logs for firewood. It's really nice seeing Cody with other kids after all this time. Something that kind of starts the conversation south is Gabe saying that he is getting different things from every single parrot. And Cody immediately starts blaming the wives. You mentioned it before that it's not really fair how these parents, the parents sort of, they get the kids involved where they shouldn't. Kind of like Robin talking to her daughters. Yeah. About why holidays, certain holidays aren't happening as a family unit. Like they're. I know the kids are older, but they're also not really shielding them yeah. from the turmoil between the parents. Mm-hmm. And and Cody talks about people picking sides. I'm like, well, obviously they're going to pick sides. They're going to pick their fucking moms. I could moms. not stay in that conversation. They're going to pick their moms. Or they, like, their moms are always with them. Like, why would they pick you? You're only staying at one wife's house and spending, you know, 80, 90% of your time there. He talks about how there's cliques within his family, but he is the originator of the clique. This he is true. made the first click. This is true. He made the choice to initially spend quarantine with Robin. And there were plenty of examples before even COVID of when he always preferred Robin and her family. So I can't take it seriously when he says there's clicks saying, meaning Janelle and Christine. Well, yeah, you never come over. Why would we not continue raising our children how we have to? The world doesn't stop for you. But he wants it to. He wants yes their worlds to revolve around him. And this is now that they're older and kind of making their own decisions. It's like it's less relied upon him. They, yeah. they, they have more uh, autonomy, right? Yep. Cody asks, who would take care of your mom, speaking of Janelle, if she got sick? Gabe and Garrison said they would. Okay, first of all, as soon as he asked, I thought the same thing. Yeah. Why would anyone else? His two adult children live with their mom, so they're going to take care of their mom. He had no idea that Gabe was in distance learning. He said, you have school. He was like, yeah, but it's distant learning. And then all remote, dude. Garrison said, I would have no problem quitting my job. I mean, are Robin's kids in school? Who knows? I have no idea. Oh, are they homeschooled? No. They're probably doing distant learning as well. But I assume everyone is. the, The joke there is if... Robin's kids are doing distance learning. Why would you think that his kid's not doing distance learning? He has no idea what's going on in his family. But he's super on point with COVID. Yeah. He's super on point. As soon as the kid said this, he said, that's not the right answer. It would normally be me. It, it would not. I promise. Cody then asked them, what happens if he goes to take care of Janelle and he gets sick and takes it to the other moms? That is completely preventable and complete bullshit. Why would he immediately run back home to Robin's? Why would he not just quarantine with Janelle or allow his kids to take care of Janelle as they said they would? Uh, he's like, well, <laughs> normally, I mean, it'd be me. I mean, I guarantee he's not taking care of his wife while they were sick. No. You think There's, you think if, if Janelle got sick, he would leave Robin for a month, two months no. for someone fuck to recover? No. Are no. you kidding me? Repeatedly, we're getting examples at Robin's kids who, yes, they're the youngest kids of Cody's, all of Cody's kids. They can't be without him for two days for two days. I can see how in a little child that is difficult, but I'm torn because I imagine that they spend more time with this nanny than they do with their dad. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I, I don't know what the parents are doing. That's I don't, what I don't I get. I don't know. Working on deals, working on the business. Work, I, I have no idea what they do. 
This is the first time <laughs> they we poke see... all day. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they're just snuggling all day. I don't know. Gabe and Garrison say that they have been blaming Robin, and this is finally coming to light. So while this was someone actually specul- said it, right? Someone yes. actually said it. Everyone always says something to insinuate it, but this is the first time it has been said on camera that I can Mary? remember. Mary. What? Oh, the rules that you made up. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh God. So stupid. Cody says Robin is the obedient wife. That was kind of gross, wasn't it? It's super gross. And that's why he loves her because she's obedient. Now, he didn't say that last part, but that's what I'm saying. Mm. He loves her the best, the most, because she is obedient to him. Something that I do appreciate is coming to light out of all of this is, I think when when we think about plural marriage and, you know, this man having multiple wives, I think on the outside, you kind of assume like, you know, what type of man needs to be in that role of like leadership and people look up to me and like, you know, I am guiding this family to some direction. Whereas I think for the most part, Cody was right when he says that, you know, he has pretty strong women as wives. Like they kind of hold, they kind of, they kind of hold their kingdom and they, they, they can wrangle their kids and they have really good, you know, kind of control. And I think now that, you know, some of them have grown away and some of them are getting older. He hates that. Like he's not in that, but he's not that guy. He's not that leader to sort of, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he, he hates that. He yeah, hates that. He he's not that. Exactly. And I think it's interesting that it's coming out. And we're kind of like, that's who he really is. He wants to be this leader and mm-hmm. take charge and everyone to abide by his rule. Yeah. Essentially. I mean, he called it out. He said, Robin's his favorite for being obedient. Like, come on, man. Like it's interesting to know like who he really is. Yeah. At this point, we see Cody blaming the other wives for the children blaming Robin. I thought I it was... honestly don't think I think it's it all stems from as they should be. They're jealous. They're jealous that you're spending all Absolutely. your time over there. And obviously the kids are picking up on that. They're jealous that she could be in a bed and be warm at night because there's a dude next to her like they want that. And I mean, man, if they weren't jealous, like you'd probably should be even in more danger that your wives are leaving you. Yeah. Because if they weren't jealous, that means they don't care anymore, which is where we see one of the wives at the end of this. <laughs> I was shocked by that, so we'll talk about that later on. But Gabe and Garrison are now shifting their blame to their dad, and rightfully so. Granted, I think Robin plays a role in this, but let's be honest, it's their dad's choice to not contact them. It's their dad's choice to not be involved in their lives when they reach out and he does not call them back. I, I, I agree. I agree with you. Know, Cody does have a lot of blame, but she definitely uses the kids to get him to come back sooner like your kids miss you oh they can't be without you for two days like those are ways to pull him back in exactly and like, to you have need him to be, be here yeah be here support my family she always says my kids versus the other kids gabe at this point is trying to explain to cody how christine is a primary caregiver to them cody simply replies with no not since vegas Gabe has to then explain that even though she wasn't necessarily a caregiver at that point, they were still always at her house. I don't get why Cody's confused. Like, their mom's the only one that worked, and they always went to Christine's. Mm-hmm. I don't really get what he's confused about. He will do and say anything to remove credit from Christine and what she has done for this family. But also, did you notice that he was essentially talking shit about Christine? Yeah, the entire time. That was weird. He hates her. He's doing to her exactly what he did to Mary. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get into that, but yeah. I was kind of bummed that Garrison had to leave. Yeah. Like he left so early in, in so that much more conversation. Happened. That shit's wild. I was happily surprised 
for having this real talk discussion with his dad, one, Gabriel seemed a lot more in control of his emotions. Yeah. But he was hurting and he kind of kept it like he was always calm. He was always very in control. Even, he even, picked his words even, wisely. Even the way he talked to his dad, it was really interesting coming from someone I think is only like 18 or 19 at the time. Mm-hmm. When he was speaking with his dad, he always reiterates like, hey, you know, I understand where you're coming from. Like, you know, I, he really grasping his dad's emotion. Like, I, mm-hmm. I get I get you're angry. That's your yeah, that's your emotion right now. But you don't have to like, don't raise your voice. You don't have to raise your voice. Yeah. I was like, man, this is your kid. He's only like 18. Right? I was fucking, I was very like, wow. Proud of him. I was like, wow, this is a very adult conversation you're having. You're keeping it real cool. And on the opposite end, Cody is just yelling and showing his ass and just being a complete idiot. Gabe points out that this is the first time that he has been able to sit down and talk with Cody about everything going on. Cody says he thought that he called him at the beginning of all this. Gabe says no. You mean haven't. Like called him like once in eight months? Yeah. That's weird. Cody said he's angry at Gabe for coming at him at all angles instead of being an adult who is accountable. Cody himself is not accountable for his four wives and children. Do you think it's fair for Cody to say that Gabe needs to pick between him and his girlfriend? No, because... In some ways, the way this family operates, I mean, if you have a significant other, they're basically like a part of the family. That's yeah. the way we've seen it with all the other couples ever on this show. Mm-hmm. Every single significant other is basically treated as a family member. Yeah. I'm not sure why the girlfriend is excluded now all of a sudden. Well, no, I know COVID, but like they should. Well, it sound, Janelle says she really likes her. I, no, I mean like. She, Janelle co- I mean, knows her, co- but Cody like, doesn't co- even care. COVID or not, like it's almost like either Cody's mentality has shifted yes, from that. that's what it is. Whereas everyone else is like, no, that's Gabe's girlfriend. Like, she is our family. That's how we operate. That's how this family operates as a unit. Yeah. Like, we don't treat boyfriends and girlfriends as, like, this other person. Mm-hmm. It is really fascinating how much has changed. Didn't you think it was super weird about how Cody described Robin introducing her kids to the family? Yeah. That was weird as hell. It was very strange. You want to give him a breakdown and I'll kind of give my version of what I think maybe would have been a little bit better. Essentially how it happened was she sat her kids down and said, we're joining this family. You'll respect this man. This is your father. These are the other children. Basically behave and shut up. Yeah. In essence, like don't fuck up because you're not ruining this. Yeah. Ruining this situation. Yeah. That's exactly how I took it. A little bit better would have been. Breaking the kids down into like what the situation is like, hey, I found this man. I have a lot of feelings for him. He's a great person. He's got a great family. These are your you know, brothers and sisters. Let's treat everyone with respect. Get to know them. You know, have fun with them. Mm-hmm. These ladies that you're going to meet, they are my sisters. Like, yeah. they will take care of you. These siblings will have your back. Like, it's a lot nicer and more approachable way of like, this family is going to have your back. Yeah. And I think that'll that'll create bonds. Versus, versus like stay you, in line. you better respect them or I'm beating your ass. This like is your you know, dad. Like, this is your new dad. Like okay, I get it. Don't like <laughs> fear monger these kids into like yeah. getting them in line. But he wishes he did that with his kids. He wants to fear monger them. He regrets not being more intimidating. Is what I gathered from his interview. Yeah, that, that's what he said. He's like, yeah. I should have been more like direct and just like this is the way it is. But. It, <laughs> That works up to a point, but your kids are all older now. Like, that doesn't fly. They're going to be like, what? No, I'm just leaving. Also, something interesting. It is fascinating to see, actually, how much, how small the family is that is in Coyote Pass. Yeah, it is very small compared to what we used to see in Vegas. Tons of people have moved, tons of folks have moved away. Mm -hmm. 
you know, visually when you see their photos of like the really big family and everyone's up there, it's like half that. I think it what it feels like when they're at that Christmas yeah, I event. I agree. It's it's wild. I absolutely loved seeing Christine say that she is the head of her household. Damn right. You raised those kids. You took care of that home. You helped your family. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Christine says it's hard for her kids to respect their dad when they see he has favorites. And that must be so hurtful for a child to have to come to terms with. I think COVID, it just made it so obvious. I think it amplified it. I think it was always maybe an undertone and then it just became very clear. It couldn't be denied anymore. Cody was just completely out of line during this conversation. Well, hold on. You kind of mentioned to me some ways in which favoritism has been shown between him and Robin. The examples I gave were the honeymoon after the wedding. They had 11 days alone together. The wives have never had that. On their anniversaries, they have maybe a one-day overnight trip. There's always just these kind of more grand things that happen with Robin that don't happen with the other wives or the children. He went with her to pick out her wedding dress. They had photos alone together, which was never a thing. They had this honeymoon. They There's always just preference given to Robin and her kids. And we're seeing it time and time again. How how much are the other wives supposed to turn their heads and not, not take that personally? Mm-hmm. How long are the kids going to turn at that? Well, you told me something I never knew about Janelle and Robin's connection. Oh, yes. So when Robin got divorced, she had to take on a lot of the debt between her and her ex-husband. Janelle took out her 401k to pay this debt off. That like... I think the numbers were estimated around 30000 What's that stereotypical thing people say? I was taken aback when you told me this. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, that's a lot of fucking money. That she that she earned. For. Holy crap! Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's how she was talking to Robin. Like, you're not fucking getting to me. I'm here. I'm here for the long haul, bitch. <laughs> I've decided. I'm yeah, here. I'm, I'm here. Yeah, I didn't need your 30k. You needed mine. So, going back to the conversation with Gabe, I just think Cody is completely out of line. He has a child sitting in front of him, calmly telling him how he feels and how this situation is not only affecting him, but his family and his mother. And his dad just keeps yelling at him and blaming his mother, saying, quote, your mom really screwed me over this summer, end quote. I didn't, I didn't like that again. Why, why do you need to say that? Why are you saying that? Why are you... Why are you bringing that up at all? Bringing that up to your kid. Don't put your kid in this. Like, I feel like he doesn't talk to Janelle like that, which is... Oh, hell no. He would never. Yeah. Janelle would never take that. When she sees the way that he spoke to Gabe, I think she's going to have a conversation with him. Cody really believes that the moms are turning the children against him. But the reality is he turned the family against each other. Gabe is trying to say that he will work on getting the moms on Cody's side. And Cody just continues to scream and blow up and saying that he's not the head of the household. What he should have been saying here is that that's not your responsibility as a child. That is something for me and your moms to work on. Yeah, I think... Because now Gabe is in this shitty situation where he's the kid trying to play peacemaker. He's in the middle. Mm-hmm. And that's not fair for any kid at any age. The resentment will not go away easily. These kids have been hurt so much by their dad and the neglect and the favoritism. This is something that they are going to have to deal with. On a lighter note, German Christmas sounds so cute. Yeah, the traditions that Janelle does with our kids do seem pretty fun. Christine. Oh, I'm sorry, Christine. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's so right. cute. 
So German Christmas, you leave your shoes outside and Father Christmas comes by and leaves candy in. So when the kids go collect their candy from the shoes, they will then use that candy to make gingerbread houses. And that's so sweet. Truly a Hallmark movement moment. <laughs> Later in the episode, we see the sad news that Janelle's mom, Cheryl, passed away. It was really nice that Janelle was able to make it to spend the last few hours with her. And the way she views it as her going home on her birthday was really nice. And I hope that's comforting to her. So I think on the last episode, I was doubting you when you said that Janelle was Cody's stepsister. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah. It was totally confirmed. They, they actually, I love that the folks involved were able to break it down because they can kind of like remove doubt and hear, hearsay of like the story being retold. But yeah, Cody explicitly spells it out that they were all friends. So he, he was, I guess he was married to Mary and then they were all friends like with Janelle and Janelle introduced her mom to Cody's dad and Cody's dad had multiple wives. I, I didn't think that was the case, but yeah, I guess that's the case. Mm -hmm. I, I think I assumed that he only had one wife, but yeah, he, yeah. he had multiple wives and they got married before <laughs> Cody and Janelle got married. Yes. So they were step siblings yes. when they were getting married. Yep. And now they're man and wife. I personally think that's a little fucking weird. I know they're not like blood, <laughs> not blood. not blood relatives, but I just thought that was kind of weird. The family tree gets a little weird at that point. The branch is a little mixed, but you know. Yeah, yeah. They're happy-ish. But that also leads me to, they're not going to ask this question, but I wish they asked, are any of your relatives connected in a similar way to you well, and Janelle? we do know Janelle was married to Mary's brother prior. Yeah. Besides that, I mean, like, something we don't know. Oh, okay. I think that would be interesting. That would be interesting. Well, and then we have the whole Caleb and... Like, my, you know, one of my dad's wife's kids married another wife's kids. Like, yeah. Then your actual siblings, like, half-siblings. No, 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 I'm just saying if there is a... Oh, I'm just saying it would be It would be interesting like if there is a connection like I that. I see. But... Yeah, it was, it was, oh, this is what we're talking about with the whole favoritism thing with Robin. I don't even know if you really want to talk about the whole COVID rapid testing thing, because I felt like I was so dumb like, well, that just, they just. The only thing I wanted to bring up is I personally think the only reason that Cody went to this funeral is because he has a bunch of family there and he wanted all the attention and he just it's wanted got, to mingle um, and see everyone. Well, it's, it's all about the optics, right? It's like, always about oh, the optics. Why isn't, why isn't Cody with Janelle? Yeah. You know, it's not a good optic. And essentially, yeah. I mean, that's essentially his mom. Like in their in their religion. Well, like, yeah, yeah, excuse me. So you kind of you like have to go, but no. he wasn't there for his child. <laughs> oh, that that's another thing. Yeah. Okay. So this poor girl Janelle, has Janelle's, so many examples. J of Janelle's her dad mom not died. Being there. He goes there. He says, "Well, f COVID. Throw caution in the wind. Give this everybody is more hugs." Important. But your daughter's. I mean, yes, a lot of surgeries are like routine, but anyone can die in surgery. I'm like just it's not unheard of. That Especially if you like your kids never had surgery. Like you just don't know how their body's gonna respond. Yeah. And he's just like. Yeah, I'm not going with you guys. Like You'll be good. Like, your fucking kid could die. Yeah. Anything could happen. And that was not important enough. But they get back from funeral yeah. and, yay, they have a discussion about rapid tests, which I thought was really corny. Here's but they my had issue with that. It. Robin says, and I don't blame anyone for not knowing about rapid tests in the beginning. I think information has come out really oddly. Different time frames for where people are getting their sources from, but that's fine. I don't blame them for not knowing about the rapid test. My issue is that Robin goes, oh yeah, I was talking to a friend and they told me about this and they thought it'd be beneficial. 
So you just didn't, you just kept that information in? You didn't think that would be groundbreaking for your family who is falling but the, apart? But, but the, the other part of me was like, I mean, come on, all these people are they, they don't work. Like they must be watching the news and they know like, Hey, new tests have come out. If you need to know if you have COVID, I think they were confused about if people that didn't have symptoms could take. That's why I don't want to judge them as far as the rapid test. But I just think it's weird to keep that information to yourself. I guess Cody spent three or four days with Janelle. I think. Yes. After the funeral. And then he he then goes to get a rapid test. He's like, Oh, going back with Robin. As soon as I get this negative test, not going to go see Christine, not going to go see Christine's kids. You get this, you finally have this little window where even by your standards, it would be okay. Still not even going to do it. And it's a complete choice. And it's an example to the family of where you would rather be recording. The reunion between him and the children was so fucking corny. I've, it's funny that I haven't seen him kiss any wife besides Robin. You're right. That yeah. Weird. COVID. The, oh, that's true. I guess they are socially distancing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's. It was just so dumb. It's just the way he's treating it. It's just dumb, I think. Cody promised Robin that he would be there for Ari and Saul for Christmas. He said he had to. fuck those other kids. He said he had to sort of reassure her. Yeah. He had to he give her confidence. Yeah. Give her confidence. I'm like, but. You're not making that promise to any other wife. Nope. Doesn't doesn't even matter to him. As long as he can get back to Robin. Everyone's getting together at Mary's for Christmas Eve. And COVID conversations are completely forbidden. Which is probably good because you don't want any fights to break out with anyone. Everyone gets new PJs from Mary on Christmas Eve. And this year they got... It looked like Stunkies. I think that's what they're called. Obnoxiously but they're like sweater. Huge. They're like shorter sweater versions. They're like sweater blanket things. Yeah. Yeah. I think that tradition is super cute. On Christmas morning, they go to Robin's house to open gifts and hang out, and it just seemed really nice. Now, can I talk about the next time on? Yes. Okay. Here we go. I can't tell you the way me me and Leon screamed when we found out that the nanny and her husband tested positive for COVID. It's like... We're losing our shit. It's like beyond mic drop. It's like... You know that like head explode emoji? It was like three of those stacked on top of each other. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. That, so you, that was like oh. the worst case scenario. That was the worst <laughs> case scenario of what could happen to this but family. What's so dumb is this is what all the other wives are saying. How does it make any sense? What does the nanny do? Why are they allowed to come in and out of the house? Why do you trust these people more than your own family? Bingo. Bingo. Yep. So, they have been exposed. I assume... I heard Kobe, what, Cody excuse me, was positive at some point. I assume it's from this incident. I cannot wait to watch the talking heads. Screamed. I cannot <laughs> fucking wait. And then after this... We see that Cody tells Christine that he is no longer interested in having an intimate marriage with her. Very similar to the conversation he had with Mary. We can be friends. Yep, just friends. And to this, Christine says, I'm not interested in being in a marriage. She's like, you can take all your shit. Yep, so she boxed it all up and put it in the garage, and he found that later on. She probably told him, your shit's in the garage. Yeah, exactly, go and get it. And then he recorded it. Okay. And he's like, here's all my stuff. Um, Feel bad in, for me. In, uh, in boxes. Yep. You literally told your wife you're not interested in being with her. Why would she? Why would she keep her your stuff? You're lucky that's not in the lawn. I would have thrown it in fucking Robin's yard. Ooh, that yeah. Good. Here's your shit. You, Wanted to bring you, it to your house. You destroyed our family. Yep. Here's your husband's shit. <laughs> yeah. Here's your husband's shit. It was almost like getting COVID. Not not cool, but 
giving our fucking opinion here. <laughs> it was like the David and Goliath thing, and Cody and Robin and them are the Goliath, and everyone else is David, the little man, right? And the fact that the nanny thing fucking backfired on them is hilarious. It, you but, ruined your family for this? Wow. You are such a piece of shit. Oh, you know what's interesting? So everyone, the whole Christine talking head is, people think that's post when she leaves. Oh, yeah. She looks so So, happy and calm. (laughs) But so when she's talking shit about the nanny, what does the nanny do? Yada, yada. I'm assuming she must have known about the COVID positive at that moment in time. Exactly. Because it'd be way too condensed to do the interviews. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. I mean. I I think Gabriel is going to lose his shit. Yep. I think everyone's going to lose this shit. And I think that's what kind of makes things blow up beginning of the end. I mean, it's been the beginning of the end, but this is really a, a thing we can kind of pinpoint. I just don't see how they could just but live on their like, happy life. Like what you said, awful people. You trusted somebody outside of our family. Mm-hmm. You didn't even trust you us. You picked them over your family. We don't know who they are. Are they friends? Are they family members? Are they Robin's cousins? Like well, we don't even know, I know who they is are. They picked them over the family. They picked them over the family, which is huge. Yep. Because they're fo- following your double-sided rule sheet, yeah. and they got COVID. You put your trust in these people. Clearly, they weren't following all the rules. That's what I. They think got COVID. That. Yep. So that's how I would take it. At least that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Now, again, I want to clarify, of course, I'm not wishing COVID on anyone. I just think it's hilarious that Cody wants to blame everyone else and who ends up with it. And for the rare times he might be going to other wives' homes, if that couple, the the nanny and her husband, sorry, the the children's caregiver. Sure, depending on the day, whatever you want to call um, it. And her husband, they get COVID. They get, let's say they give it to Cody. Well, now Cody's going between houses. Yep. So when when we said like, what's the point of Cody between going it houses? It everything. If he can, he can carry. We I think we talked about this in the very yeah. beginning. So now it's a real situation where he could get COVID and just spread it throughout his family and his visits. Don't tell him that because then he'll never even go to your yard. At that point, they don't give a shit. They'd be like, <laughs> "Fuck you, fuck your rules. You guys got COVID before anyone got COVID." Yeah, because you trusted these people over us. I'm just I'm absolutely mind blown. I'm honestly ex- actually I'm kind of excited to see. At that moment, they're probably telling Christine, don't let it be known that you left and you're yeah. talking head. Yep. Now, from that moment on, is like we get her talking head when she's separated from the I, family. I, I agree on that timeline. And yeah. I think that's going to be incredible. I think so, because she's already letting shit But knowing, knowing her, I mean, before. she's never going to... I mean, she obviously loves her family. She's not going to like put him down, but I want to see her talk about Cody. Well, I mean, we're already getting that. I mean, it's already been spicier. Think of this episode where she says... Yeah, the kids are tired of seeing him pick favorites. She would not say that before. Things that are hush-hush are definitely coming out. Man, this, this show has had... It was like on a low, and it is just... It's like that crazy stock, like maybe when Dogcoin was blowing up. <laughs> it's like this show for me, this is personally, Dogecoin. it is Dogecoin. fucking taking off right now. Yeah. yeah. Really looking forward to the next episode. Mm-hmm. Thank you all for listening. I know this is a bit of a longer episode, but I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you all have a good start to the week. Take care, stay safe, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, and if you can, I would really like to see other folks' thoughts on this episode. Like, ping us. If you have some opinions or something, hit us up at From the Friar. That would be really cool. And you all know I love a good theory. So you have your own theories. Let us know. Yeah, please send us our way. We'll um, definitely feature them here and and actually remember the name versus every other time we don't. (laughs) But yeah, thank you all for listening. All right. Thank you so much. Take care.